Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Mike Chu, a physical therapist, certified dementia practitioner, and your alternative career coach. Welcome to our career healthcare podcasting show, where we talk about different ways to find your alternative career and achieve both work and financial freedom. So visit our website, drmikechua.com or alternativehealthcarecareers.com for more information. Again, thank you for watching and listening. Welcome to our show. Be awesome, be great, be excellent, ACG. Have a great day and enjoy the show. Bye-bye. Hello, everyone. Good evening, everyone. This is Dr. Mike Chua. Yes, I am your alternative healthcare career coach. Tonight, we're going to be talking about how to start your podcast with Jimmy McKay. Hello Note is a truly therapist-friendly practice management solution with integrated EMR that will enhance workflow, efficiency, and patient care. Hello Note reduces error and allows you to spend more time with your patients. It comes integrated with billing. Claims are generated once a note is completed. You can bill with one click and a patient portal, which streamlines the patient intake process. Beautifully engineered and cloud-based for easy accessibility, the software works on all platforms. You can access patient records from anywhere. We also offer 24-7 support. HelloNote is the practice management solution that you're looking for. Healthcare Career Group. If you're watching live, please comment live. Watching on the replay, please comment replay, my friends. Hey, the episode for tonight is brought to you by, of course, my seminar. The Alzheimer's Disease and Dementia Care Seminar. It's the required course to be a certified dementia practitioner. We actually do that every month. I'm looking at my calendar. We're going to be doing it this coming May the 29th. Uh, uh, we do it Saturday. Normally, we do it Saturday and Sunday, but uh, right now, we've been doing it one day. But uh, I think I'm going to switch it again to two days uh, of that live seminar because I've been getting some feedback, and uh, a lot of people are saying, oh, we need to do it two days so we could uh, you know, talk about more. So uh, we're just going to be, you know, playing by ear if we're going to do it one day or two days. But it's actually a uh, an eight-hour CEU class where I teach you how to be an awesome dementia practitioner, you know, the stuff and all the shebang and how to treat dementia patients. And, of course, after that, I teach you how to start your own side hustle, you know, practice, geriatric practice and everything. But before I keep on going, I just would like to show this uh, quote here. I don't know if you see it. If you see it, ladies and gentlemen, type in, you can see it. Well, I got that thing here already. It says there, you are the designer of your destiny. Write your story, ladies and gentlemen. The pen has always been in your hand. The pen has always been in your hand, ladies and gentlemen. Here we are trying to complain. I can't find an alternative career. I can find a job. I can't do this. I can't do that. You know, you can't. If you keep on saying, I can't, I can't, I can't, guess what? You will not get it. And, you know, we have patients like that, right? Don't you get irritated with your patient? Not really irritated, but you know what I mean. You're like, uh, you get a patient here. You're trying to get them out of the bed. And they'll say, I can't do it. I can't. I can't. And here you are, the therapist, you know, wanting to tell Hey, you can do this. And then all of a sudden, that patient's like, you just tell the patient, hey, you can do this. And you tell the patient, hey, you change your words, it will, it will change your world. And we, always, we already have the pen, ladies and gentlemen. We already have the pen. I have my pen today. I have my paper today because I'm going to be interviewing this amazing guy. His name is Mr. Jimmy McKay. We're going to ask him how he started his podcast and everything. 
He's actually a physical therapist. Okay, this is what happens to him. He was a uh, a, a radio DJ. Uh, let me go to his uh, thing here. He's a radio DJ. He finished his journalism and mass communication at Bonaventure University. Bonaventure! I used to work for a Bonaventure company, right? And he worked as an intern uh, in the radio station there. You know, uh, he uh, it's called 92.3 K-Rock, where, you know, uh, where Howard Stern was at. Imagine that, you know, Howard Stern, right? And then after, in a 15-year career, 15 doesn't look like that old, right? I was like, look at him, so so young. Uh, uh, managing stations and staff marketing, he switched gear. Okay, he switched gear. This is where this is where it, it, it becomes really tricky, ladies and gentlemen. So after working 15 years, he went back to school again and became a physical therapist. And then from being a physical therapist student at Marymount University, he's, we're going to ask him to, he merged his former and future career together and to form a podcast. To be honest, ladies and gentlemen, I haven't, I, I was, I don't know what I'm doing before, you know, and, and when I was starting, I was listening to his, to his show and I was like, who is this dude? He's like, he has this beer and he would go to these conferences. I would listen to the podcast and I'm like, they're drinking beer in a podcast, PT Pintcast or something like that. So I, I, I just, I just saw it now. PT Pint of Beer plus broadcast equals PT Pintcast. And it, it's just amazing. And it's, it's like hundreds and thousands of listeners there in that podcast. And he actually interviews like what we're doing, you know, interview different physical therapists around the world. This is what's really like what I like about it. Over a beer, then he shares the conversation for free in uh, iTunes, Google Play, and, and all the podcast platforms. All right, without further ado, let's go ahead and bring in Dr. Jimmy McKay. Where's the hat? There you go. Mike. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What is up? Oh, I hope I... I hope I uh, at least pass your standard in 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 show. That's a high, uh, you know. That's a high uh, intro. I like it. That that gets an A plus. I love it. There How you are go. You? Thank you. <laughs> Coming from Jimmy McKay, gosh, that's an A plus. Oh gosh, I haven't heard an A plus lately. So thank you very much, sir. <laughs> thank you very much. So uh, could you please tell us uh, uh, who you are, what yeah. you do really, and how can you help us find our alternative career, sir? So that is usually an easy question, right? But I'm actually working on like actually figuring out who the heck I am. And I figure at 41, I don't know if I'm ever going to find it, but I am having fun doing it. So yeah, so if you want to get real basic, right? I have a degree in physical therapy and I have a degree in journalism and mass communication. As you mentioned in the intro, I was a rock radio DJ for 15 years, which means I went to, uh, you know, walked into work around the crack of noon. I was the afternoon jock. Uh, so rolled out of bed. The afternoon, right? I mean, yeah. afternoon is the best way to do it, man. Because you didn't have to get up early. You know, you you're on the air from three to seven. I'd roll in, in cargo shorts and a Guns and Roses T-shirt, just rock out. Uh, and I worked in uh, upstate New York, so Hudson Valley, New York, where I'm from. And I also worked in Scranton, Pennsylvania, so Northeast Pennsylvania. Hashtag five seven zero. And my job was, I mean, like as cliche as you might think, right? My job was show up and interview rock bands and play rock music and give away beer and concert tickets and hang out. I mean, that was, that was my gig. I'd wanted to do that since I was in sixth grade and I actually, I did it. I wound up doing it. Um, and, uh, somewhere along the lines, I decided, I, I sort I mean, I think it was a love thing. I just started to fall out of love with radio. I wasn't getting out of it. What I was putting into it anymore. I was putting in more and getting less. And that was a scary feeling. So yeah, as you mentioned, I, I sort of looked around at my own life, I actually did some reflection, which is a good thing to do as an adult. And um, I was training for my first Ironman triathlon at the time and sort of this weird intersection of, of life and where I wanted to go. And uh, the people that I was cycling with, we did like a Wednesday night ride out of Harvey's Lake, Pennsylvania. And there was a guy out there who was kind of like, you know, in charge of the ride or just kind of become one of the coordinators. And people would go to him after a long ride and they'd kind of have this like posture, like, right, like they'd be kind of hunched over. You know, we'd be at the at the post ride pizza place with beers and, and a couple of pizzas and they'd walk over to him and they'd always like explain like, hey, I'm feeling like this or I'm feeling like this. What should I do? And he'd always have this great advice. 
And I literally would, I remember they would walk up to him. I'm kind of feeling this, my ankle, my knee, my back, whatever. And he would never touch him. He would just talk to them and they would walk away taller. And I just remember thinking like, wow, like, what are you, how, what are you, what are you doing? Like, how are you doing that? So me falling out of love with radio and watching like this kind of like this interaction made me say like, okay, that looks like magic. I, I would like to do magic too. So dropped everything, put the headphones down, right? Threw the headphones away, uh, went to PT school and it was, and loved it. And was just like, all right, I'm done. I'm, I'm shifting gears completely. I'm going to be a physical therapist. Halfway through PT school, I went to Marymount University in Arlington, Virginia, go Saints, and uh, went to a PT conference, as we all do, right? Or you should. I think you should experience a large-scale PT conference. They're fun. And was in a presentation with a, 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 a service woman and service man talking about training military, a battalion of military tactical athletes. And I remember thinking like, I know like every third, I was a second year student. So I was like, I know like every third word these people are saying. Again, I, I mean, I'm understand, I'm loving everything I'm feeling, but I don't really get everything. But I'm in a room full of a thousand people. So I'm not going to like raise my hand and be like, stop everything. Can you go back and explain? So I didn't say anything. Maybe I should have, but it was a weird situation. It's not really the conversation. It's more of a presentation. Fast forward two hours to the networking hour. Happy hour. I spot the service woman and man across the bar and I go, yo, I paid 200 bucks to be here. I dragged my butt from, from you know, Arlington, Virginia, all the way to Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm going to learn something. I am here. I'm going to learn at least one thing. Let's do this. So uh, marched up and just introduced myself. I'm Jimmy. I'm a second year student. And I saw your presentation and I didn't understand all of it, which in hindsight is not the best way to introduce yourself to someone. <laughs> but they saw what I was doing. And then the next 15 minutes was an impromptu interview. I didn't go into, it was not calculated. I would love to say like, I saw this and it was a blueprint. I knew exactly what I was doing. I didn't. And I was just having a conversation and they literally changed. They, they changed from presenters, from a presentation mode to a conversation mode. And as soon as they did that, I understood everything. There, nothing was over my head. All their concepts were within my grasp as a second year PT student. But when they were on stage, they were presenters. And now we're in the networking hour. The format had changed and their delivery method had changed. I'm using communication words on purpose, delivery method. Their, 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 the words they used changed from the stage to the bar. And in this conversation, my classmates were there. This is like another twist in the story. My classmates were there too. And they knew me as like Jimmy. Uh, yeah, he was a radio DJ, but he's our classmate. And they were kind of all standing near me. And they like kind of watched this interaction happen. And I remember a couple of them turned to me when it was over. And they were just like, dude, what the hell was that? And I was like, what do you mean? And they were like, you snap, you like became, it was like, boom, you became this different guy. And it was funny because it was sort of like this, another reflection moment. That was, that was me. Like Jimmy on the radio was a part of my identity for 15 years. It was so natural that I slipped right into it, but they had never known me as that guy. They knew I was a radio DJ in a former life, but they didn't know what that meant. Um, and they were like, dude, that was weird. Like you were interviewing those people. You were full on full blown interviewing. And I was like, oh no, I was just trying to get information out of them. That's what you, that's how you do that. And on the car ride back the next day from Charlotte to DC, so it was a decent car ride. I sort of put those two things together. I was like, hey, listen, like what if I did that, find people who have something interesting to say and just change the delivery device, change their presentation mode people all that information look at all that information that's it's not accessible if it's in a if it's in a locked up presentation format but in a conversation format you unlock that it is unlocked it is open people actually understand it and i pitched that idea to my classmates on the on the car ride back i said and this is 2015 5 years ago uh so they're like um I'm like, so, so podcasting was like a thing, but it definitely was, wasn't, we weren't doing live streams. It wasn't what it is now. You had to explain to someone then what a podcast was. So I was like, hey, what if I did a podcast where I interviewed smart PT people? And my supportive classmates on that ride back were like, that is a horrible idea. Do not do that. That is no <laughs> one wants to do that. No one's going to, ugh, ugh. 
No one's going to do that. So I was like, oh, okay, yeah, no. I mean, if you don't, you guys are all smart. If you don't think it's a good idea, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. But the idea stayed with me in my belly. And I was like, I don't know, man. I felt something when I was doing this and you guys were watching. And other people, when I was doing that little impromptu interview, were kind of like, you know, kind of moseying on over. Like, oh, what's this? What's, what's going on? And I was like, I'm telling you, this smells like something. But even though you don't see it. So I pitched the idea to my, my advisor and professor and chair of the program in like a one-on-one session. And she like was like, yeah, like suit, like opposite, super before, uh, supportive. Like, yes, I will. I will help. Who do you want to talk to? I'm like, I don't. That's a great question. I don't know who I want to talk to. Who is worth talking to? Or who has something to say? So launched the podcast lucked out i think um we launched it with six episodes i was trying to be all cute we launched it was you know we're doing it over a beer uh, i launched it with six episodes a six pack huh mm-hmm. and we got ten thousand downloads the first month and i think it really was time and place right i had the drive to do it i think podcasting was just about to hockey stick it was just about to launch where people were like okay i'll i'll digest i'll ingest information this way this is a good way and, um, you know, and 10,000 downloads is nothing to shake a stick at. That's a pretty good first month. And I liked it and I learned. And this was the thing that looking back, I think I only figured this out a year ago, Mike, is people say, step out of your comfort zone, right? There's like those, gra- those infographics online, like learning happens outside of your comfort zone. And I'm going to challenge that. I did not step out of my comfort zone, but I learned a ton. How did I do that? Um, Mike, have you ever played or seen someone play bubble soccer? Mm. Those big inflatable balls yeah. and, people, and they run around. Okay. Imagine that as a literal comfort zone. Okay. I did not leave my comfort zone. I put it on like a bubble soccer bubble. My comfort zone was radio and interviewing and, and, and communicating in that way. I wore that like a shield, but I was able to walk around into places that I might have been uncomfortable. I was able to step into conversations with physical therapists that I had no business being in, except I came from a position of, I'm Jimmy, I'm here to learn, please teach me. I do have these skills that I've been polishing for 15 years that I can now use to figure out how to get that information in your head that maybe you don't even know how to get out. Like sometimes we're almost wait, we have like the curse of knowledge. Like you know so much about something that you don't even know how to you you don't know how to explain it from step one. So I actually challenged like I didn't step out of my comfort zone. I actually I I brought my comfort zone with me, and that was eight hundred plus episodes and three point five million downloads ago. And there's only two rules on every episode that I have is I have to I have to have fun and I have to learn something, in every episode. And I haven't missed yet. And the rules that I, I focus, that's for me, is I think if I'm having fun and I'm learning something, I have an opportunity to make sure the audience does the same. And I lucked out because this is my job now. It's weird. That's wow. my job. Wow. I love the... If you guys are still watching live, please comment live watching on the replay, ladies and gentlemen. Please watch the replay. We're actually interviewing Mr. Dr. Jimmy McKay. You know, I like what he said about here. Uh, but before I keep on going, hello. Thank you very much for those people who are watching. Thank you very much, RV, Dr. RV of University of St. Augustine, Florida. Uh, he said that Jimmy, his idol. There you go. Emily, thank you very much for watching. Appreciate you. Oh, my God. Yes, uh, I am like fanning out to Emily. So, uh, yep, I'm like... Uh, what do you call this? Uh, what do you call that when you see your 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 what the person that you idolize and you try to mimic, and then you're talking to to him? You know, it's just like uh, fanboying, something like that, right? Okay. All right, that's yep. a little weird for me, but all right. There you go. There you go. Thank you very much, uh, Captain David, for watching. You know, uh, he said, "Could there be any better uh, entertainment than these two dudes?" No, I'm just here trying to level up, Captain D. Thank you very much. Well, anyway. Uh, I like what Jimmy said here, ladies and gentlemen. He said, from presentation to conversation. That's so amazing. From pre- you're, you, you, he, what he did is he had to change. He had to change. He's not only changing himself. He's changing that other person that he's interviewing. And guess what? You're learning from it. You're actually learning from it. Because when you, he, when you see it, you forget. When you hear it, you remember. But when you're actually asking and during the presentation, you're actually learning from it, ladies and gentlemen. I love that. 
And I like, I like what he said here, the curse of knowledge. We are so full of knowledge and know-it-all and everything that we have forgotten the art of networking and interacting with people. Yep. And, I, find, uh, I find a lot of the, um, the, the, the parallels between like what I do as a communicator and what, and what clinicians can and should be doing, which is if you go there to give a pre- – if you're giving patient education and it's a presentation to a patient, at a patient – I mean, how do you receive that information, right? But if you start a conversation where the patient is involved, you got a real good chance of making sure that, I mean, we're looking for behavior change. We're looking for that person to understand what you're saying and accept it as their own idea. I don't want you jamming your ideas in my ear. Get that out of there. I want to have a conversation where I feel part of the story. And like that goes back to like, you know, kind of narrative storytelling, which is like, if I don't see myself as the hero of my own story, if you're jamming yourself in like, I know everything. Don't worry about it. Like, if you're the hero of the story, then I'm just going to reject your story. If you're gonna, if you position yourself as the guide, and this is this is going off like building the story brand uh, concept, which is a great book, by the way. If you position yourself as a guide, as the clinician, people will listen to and follow you as the guide. People follow guides, and if you show me that I'm the hero, man, they'll follow and they'll listen. Wow, and no wonder David Captain D said did said Thank this. You. Jimmy doesn't set the bar. He is the bar. We're and it's it, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. I, I think we're show. done. I think we're done here. Because you know, I, I, I do my show from bar. Because I do my show from bar. Oh gosh. So, uh, Doctor McKay, uh, I'm going to go back to our topic. Okay. How do we start this? I mean, I know you've been doing radio and you've got the edge already and everything. So, where do I start? You know, if I wanted to start. I'm a regular PT or a regular OT or a PTA or a CODA or, or, or a new student or new grad. Where do I start? I mean, how do I find this you know, niche? And I know I have lots of questions, uh, tech questions, you know, yep. where and how. And uh, let's, let's go with con- conceptual first, right? Because a lot of people will come to me and be like, help me start a podcast. And I wind up talking more people out of starting a podcast than into it. And here's why. Not because someone was like, is it because you don't want more competition? And I'm like, no, no. This needs to be something that you want to do. And the delivery device, I mentioned before, going from presentation to conversation. If you want to share information in spoken word and you have something to say and an audience that will listen to it, you should start a show, a live stream, a podcast, both. Um, so, uh, the line that I, I, I've, I've grabbed onto recently, Mike, have you ever seen the show or I would love to know if somebody from the audience has seen the show halt and catch fire. It is a show on AMC. It was on TV. I didn't see it while I was on TV. I caught it on Netflix or whatever, Hulu, whatever I was watching it on. And it was about the, the coming of age of the computer era. So it was a drama and it was kind of set like it was almost like this company was kind of like competing with like Apple and Microsoft back in the late seventies, early eighties. And one of the characters had this great line, which said, in the future, computer, computers are not the thing. They're not the thing that people are searching for. They are The computers are the thing that will get you to the thing you're searching for. And what I took away from that, which is, you don't use a computer to use a computer. You use a computer to produce a live stream, or you use a computer to connect on social media or use a computer to do online continuing education. It's the thing that gets you to the thing. I promise I'll make sense. Now switch computer to a podcast if you want to get specific. Podcasting really isn't the thing. No one wants to wake up and be a podcaster. What you want to do is you want to use the podcast as a device to get you to the thing. Podcasting is the thing that gets you to the thing. So now what's your thing? If you're somebody who has a passion and information, the audience will find you. I'm going to say it again because this one's important. If you have a passion, passion's got to be first because it takes energy, Mike, to put on a live stream on a regular basis. The audience might see some of this stuff. That's why I typically talk to people, maybe not talk them out of a podcast more than I talk them into it, but just like, hey, do you know what you're getting into? I don't want to see you jump into this and three months in you're burned out. I'd rather you have put your effort in to something that's going to be fruitful for you. But if this is, if you have the passion and you have information, put that information out there. And a podcast is a great way to do it. A very 
it's a weird word that people will use with a podcast. I think it's a very intimate medium. We are in people's ears for, I mean, we did the math, right? With like, we did a million point two downloads last year. Our average episode's like 45 minutes. Do the math on that. Seriously, I don't, I'm not good at math. But 1.2 million. One, two, zero, 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 zero. That's a lot of zeros. Times 45 minutes. I mean, you're into a lot of minutes. You're into days. You're not even you're measuring this in weeks. So what I'm I'm getting at is if you have the passion, the information, by all means, launch a podcast. The the barrier to entry and how to do it is coming down further and further every single day. So there's some technical stuff like fancy microphones and you go, we got lights in the background. I got lights here or whatever. Yes, you can solve that by a couple of Google searches or you reach out to someone like me. We can solve that. The hard thing really is, do you have the passion? Do you have the information? And that, and keep in mind, if you do start a podcast, do it. Wow. Wow. Did you hear that, ladies and gentlemen? Did you hear what you just said? If you have the passion and the information, two things, ladies and gentlemen, two things, right? Two things. You may have the passion, but if you don't have the information, it's not going to move you forward, right? And and, And conversely, if you have the information, but not the passion, you're going to flame out in three months. There you go. You hear that? Two things, ladies and gentlemen, two things are passionate information. And then eventually the people will go to you. you know, find you. Go to you. Listen to, to you. Anthony Meritato, right? I mean, he's talking, he talks a lot about YouTube videos, right? That's kind of really where he's focused on. That's where his passion is and where he puts his information. And he talks all the time about, I mean, I think there was a thread recently. Anthony was talking about like, he had a channel that had like, you know, good success, whatever. And all of a sudden something popped. Did he change dynamically in that time? No, he was actually talking about his old videos. Something where out there on the interweb, somebody shared it at the right time in the right place. And when they found it, Anthony had already created a hundred videos. So it's like you find, I found that show, Halt and Catch Fire. Next thing you know, I got five seasons worth of TV shows to watch. And I watched every one. So you put it out there. Eventually when it pops again, but you have to have the passion and the information or making that hundred video YouTube channel or the hundred episode podcast, that's a job and a chore. If you don't have the passion and the information, if you do have them, it's not a chore. It is a creative outlet. Wow. Did you hear that ladies and gentlemen, passion and information. If you don't have that, it's just a creative outlet. All right. So speaking of passion and information, we will be back in a few minutes, okay? We'll be back. Hello Note is a truly therapist-friendly practice management solution with integrated EMR that will enhance workflow, efficiency, and patient care. Hello Note reduces error and allows you to spend more time with your patients. It comes integrated with billing. Claims are generated once a note is completed. You can bill with one click and a patient portal, which streamlines the patient intake process beautifully engineered and cloud-based for easy accessibility the software works on all platforms you can access patient records from anywhere we also offer 24 7 support hello note is the practice management solution that you're looking for yes that is hello note ladies and gentlemen we actually use that in our outpatient clinic uh i personally use it i'm going to finish one progress note right now right after the show, but check it out, hellonote.com. It's amazing. It's good. It's easy to use. Obviously, it's not perfect. Nobody's perfect, except for, of course, Dr. Jimmy McKay. But uh, the goal here is to actually learn how to document quicker and faster. So check it out, hellonote.com. They also help with the billing, so you don't have to worry about billing stuff. All right, so tonight we're actually interviewing the awesome and amazing, the dashing and the demonair, Dr. Jimmy McKay, let's go ahead and bring him back. Dr. Jimmy, thank you very much again for coming dashing. over. Appreciate you. I'm going to throw uh, a dash in my resume. I like dashing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we had to add that, right? The dashing debonair there. So, uh, again, you know, you already mentioned about uh, the passion and the information. So, what if I already have the passion? I already have the information. You know, Good. I can Google all those information. I like doing podcasts and stuff like that. 
uh, what are the equipments do I need? Do I really need to buy, you know, a microphone, a fancy microphone like you, uh-huh. or this one is is not as fancy as yours? Do I need to buy, you know, camera or or a big computer? I don't have a big computer, or or how, how do I, the basics are? Do I can I just use my phone or what? Uh, how does I that would, work? I would say similar to clinical care, right? So I would say start with what you've got. Like don't I wouldn't jump into this unless uh, give give it some give it some reps right so to use like pt terminology give it some reps so i mean yeah the technology is available you can you i mean you could live stream with with something like streamyard which is what we use as well um from your laptop can you use the the, the, the built-in microphone absolutely you know is adding a, a 30 or 40 dollar mic gonna help a little bit sure but again it's that passion and it's that it's that information so when you when you can when you start with that it's harder to miss. Uh, adding the technology will make you sound, you know, 5% better here and there. But the real big macro changes are going to fr- come from content. So I would say if you're starting, start with what you've got. There's enough freemium resources. And by freemium, if you're not familiar with the term, right? StreamYard has a professional plan where they have a lot of bells and whistles. They have a free plan. Less bills, maybe no, maybe no whistles. Um, start with that and then see if it lights your fire. See if this is something you want to get into, but definitely don't need to to spend a ton of money. You could probably launch a podcast with less than a hundred bucks, and just think about that, right? If you're investing your time, your time's worth more than a hundred bucks. So you're investing your time. So you want to spend a hundred bucks? Sure. You know, shoot me an email, shoot me a DM. I can show you a couple microphones. I would say like your your best juice versus squeeze ratio, you know, the best outcome per dollar. You know, a nice microphone will probably do it, right? If you're playing in an audio world. I mean, now we do a lot of the live streams and stuff like that where a camera can come into play. Um, but that's 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 going to be... Let, let that be down the road. Let that be an investment once you've built something. So I'd say, yeah, if you're going to spend a mic, uh, money on a mic, a nice snowball mic from Blue, uh, a, a Blue Yeti is... Uh, you know, some people might not like that mic. I think that's a, a hell of a good mic. I like using that um, for some voice projects that I do. But yeah, I mean, that's the, the beauty of it. I mean, an old boss in radio told me and really set the stage. You can sound like a New York City big time radio station for a couple bucks, right? So I was in Scranton, Pennsylvania, but I had the same tools as they did at a, as a New York City radio station. Conversely, it's very difficult to look like CBS or NBC unless you have the thousands and thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of equipment. It's getting closer. The divide is getting very, very close. Back when I was in radio and TV, though, you could sound like a million bucks without spending a million bucks. Looking like a million bucks was harder. But again, the technology is progressing so fast, which goes back to the beginning, knowledge and the passion. That will be the differentiator. Hmm. Hmm. So thank you very much for pointing that out. So do I need to get a headset too, like you or? So you don't have to. Uh, I wear the headset out of comfort with my show. You know, with my show, I'm playing a lot of like, you know, I'm playing a lot of like sound effects and we're playing doing different music beds and stuff like that. So I'm monitoring a bunch of different things. But again, that's my radio background. Um, and then feedback is definitely if you're going to have a pet peeve uh, on the show, my my feed my peeve, uh, pet peeve would be feedback, which is when sound is coming out of a speaker and going back into your microphone. So if you can hear yourself on a Zoom call, that's a little bit of feedback. So I wear Do these. I have any feedback right now? You don't know, um, but if I have multiple people on my show, and this is again, this is my comfort zone, right? I wear my Princess Leia looking uh, earmuff headphones. Mm-hmm. You don't have to, no earbuds or nothing. Um, but again, it's yeah, it's, it's it goes back to that knowledge and the passion. That's the mm. difference. Here. Amazing, amazing. So uh, I know you're a very busy man, ladies and gentlemen. Before we actually went live, I was watching Jimmy. He was interviewing like two or three people already before he went live with us. So he's just an amazing guy. I even asked him, hey, are you still good? He said, yeah, man, I'm born to be ready. So uh, mm-hmm. so again, thank you very much, Jimmy. So uh, again, my next question uh, is, where do we upload this? 
I mean, I mean, I, I got the recording. For example, I recorded it in Zoom or whatever, yep. or in StreamYard or whatever, or, or in my phone. How do I upload this? I mean, is there yeah. an app where I put it up or I just put it in Facebook? I mean, how, how does this work? Yeah. So this is going to be like, now we're getting into the delivery of information. Like how can someone, how do you explain to someone like where they go on their device to actually get your audio? Um, you can go, again, this is just like microphones. You can go high end or low end. Um, I tell people all the time, jump in at the, uh, the shallow end of the pool, the low end, low barrier to entry. And if you like it, you can progress to the deep end. Um, and by the way, when I say shallow and deep, like neither is better or worse. It's just different. Um, so you can use something like Anchor. So look up, just Google Anchor podcasting. You can have a SoundCloud account. You can start on SoundCloud. Um, I use a professional hosting service. So it's built for podcasting. And the one that I use is called Blueberry. So Google the word Blueberry podcasting. You'll spell it wrong because they're one of those companies that spells it like funny. Like they are like B-L-U... B-R-R-Y. They're all fancy. Uh, there's also programs like Libsyn. Uh, I think it stands for Liberated Syndication. But you can, you know, so Anchor and SoundCloud, low barrier to entry, low cost or no cost. Blueberry is going to cost you a little bit. And the reason there's the shallow end and the deep end is this actually hit us last month, Mike. Uh, our servers actually went down twice because mm. we had so many downloads in a short amount of time that we actually got our website had uh, overflow of traffic. So if that were had, had happened to us on uh, Anchor or SoundCloud, that might have knocked us out completely. Blueberry is built for podcasters by podcasters. So they're able to kind of get us back on the air, so to speak, pretty quick. So wow. now you start to get into the technical knowledge. There's a phrase you're going to come across called RSS. Yeah, I've heard that. RSS feed. Essentially, uh, real simple syndication is what, is what people will, t- will, will tell you. Essentially, it's, it's a blog, right? So it's a feed of information. It is a stream of information that's always going in one direction. You're always sending information out. If you'd like to get that, you click on a button which connects my feed to your device, to your podcast app, the Apple phones, the iPhones have a podcast app built in, but you can download one like Podcatcher, uh, Stitcher Radio. They all have you know, the Google. They all have their own native podcasting apps. And all that is is a way for someone to look on their home screen and say, all right, what, what app do I need to be on to get your audio? And they all have different advantages and disadvantages. Uh, I have no problems with the, uh, the, the iTunes, the Apple app, the iOS app. Uh, some people like different stuff, but that RSS feed exists. You put the MP3 in this feed and it sits there until someone comes along and finds your podcast in one of these programs and then grabs that episode and downloads it to their phone to listen to or they stream it live. So that's re- that's that's the you know the rudimentary uh, non-technical version. That's actually the most technical I can speak though because that's why I hired people at Blueberry so they can do it for me. Um, but what you're doing is you're putting out content. Think about it just like your Facebook feed, right? You've got a feed and people subscribe. They follow you or you become friends. And now whenever you put something out, they have access to get it. Whether they download it or not is up to them. But that's really how a podcast works. Mm. Well, I mean, I'm asking this in a way, you know, because I don't know, man. I mean, all I yeah. know is that there's a podcast in our, sh- in our show and there's a lady that does it for us, my assist, my virtual assistant. But uh, you mentioned about uh, ha- uh, going down or what do you call that? Uh, Kind of crashed. Yeah, we we have so down. many over a short amount of time. Do we have? Do we need to save our file or, or once we put it in Anchor, it's and it's gone, it's gone, or how does that yeah. work? Is it no? So I I, I I haven't used Anchor. I don't think so with Anchor. I definitely know with mine. So I use an RSS feed on a website. So my RSS feed is actually at ptpinecast.com. So in the back end of a PowerPress website. So I use an app called PowerPress or a, a podcast or a plugin, a PowerPress plugin that connects the two. And the reason we do that was I knew I was going to be doing this. I wanted to jump in with both. Feet. I wanted to kind of jump into the deep end. But what it also lets me do is, is I can put up show notes. So I can put up a, the summary for the, for the episode. And if I interview Mike, I can have like his social media channels. And that helps with SEO. And I'm sure you guys have talked about search engine optimization before. When someone searches for tonight, we talked to Janice Ying. If someone searches um, musician, physical therapist, 
hopefully I've positioned the show notes for Janice's episode that Google says, oh, you know what? I think you might be looking for this guy over here who did an episode with Janice, who's a physical therapist and musician. So um, with that, the the audio is always saved. So if, if something were to crash, no, a service like Blueberry still has all your, your data. But believe me, man, I got an extra hard drive with everything on it. Always do that. I got two extra hard drives and they're never in the same place. So yeah, I would say back up everything. But these services are typically good enough that they're not going to lose anything. So when I say we crashed, we just weren't, people weren't able to download new episodes. Apple was acting as if our newest episode was from 2017 and it's 2021, which is still weird to say. Um, so that, that's kind of what happened. That happens to us every once in a while when we hit, when we hit a huge episode or we hit a couple episodes in a row that really increases traffic. So I guess good, good problem to have, right? Um, getting a lot of traffic. Wow. Well, I guess, do you have a class that you teach on how to start a podcast or something like that? You, need to get you know what? I would, lo- I would love to launch one. I just, I, I think I've never, I've done this with people. So I, I think I have the knowledge and the passion. I just think I don't know how to do put together a class. So I would love if someone was like, I know how to structure a class. Let's talk. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I do love the personal aspect of creating a podcast right so i can teach you enough technical aspect where someone could take a class and just follow along but i feel like there's a lot of resources out there where i think the magic is is finding someone's niche and finding their passion and their information and figuring out ways to position it because again janice who i interviewed tonight she has she's a former musician who now she's a solo practitioner who only treats musicians violinists pianists as she was herself she has a podcast. Does that mean Janice cornered the market on performing arts physical therapy podcasts? No, because you're going to come at it differently than Janice because you have a, a different backstory than Janice. You're just going to come out differently. So for me, the magic and the fun is in the one-on-one trying to figure out how to help people get what they have here and here out. And that I don't, I don't know. I don't know that I would be able to do that well in a class. I really do like the listening and the conversation part of that to find their passion and, and knowledge. Wow. Wow. You mentioned about SEO and everything. And I'm going to ask you this, you know, a uh, real upfront question. Yeah. So you got the SEO and everything. I'm assuming this is all for the website sponsorship <laughs> and everything. Uh, how does that work? I mean, I know some, you know, one of my coaches, he, he, his name is Dan Miller. He's like a syndicated radio host too here in Nashville. And, and he's talking about sponsorships and everything like that. I mean, how does that work? Do you reach out to them or do they reach out to you? Or yeah, it could, it, could be either. In, in other situations, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I know we love this phrase in physical therapy, right? But it depends. So for a situation like that, you are curating an audience. I mean, look, look at where we're broadcasting this show in a Facebook group. You are getting people together who are self-identifying that I want to find out more about this. And when you can do that, the example I give is if you've been to CSM before, walk through the expo hall. There's about 18,000 physical therapists when we used to be in person at CSM, right? 18, 19,000 PTs in one spot. That's the largest gathering of physical therapists on the planet every year, CSM. And I walked through there and I said, all right, I'm going to go on their website. I'm standing in the expo hall at CSM and I'm looking around and I went to APTA's website. I'm like, how much would it have cost me to get a booth in this expo hall? Mm-hmm. And I looked it up and I think, you know, it was a couple grand. And I was like, well, look at all these booths. Like, you know, the nice backdrop and the, the tables they have. They're nice. They're branded and they look pro. Those are not cheap. Those are not cheap if you ever bought one. They had to fly staff to CSM, put them up, house them, feed them, pay them to do whatever they're going to do to interact, to be exposed to a very niche audience of physical therapists and physical therapist assistants at CSM for 19,000 physical therapists. That's a big audience. It's the largest gathering, as I mentioned, on the planet. And I'm standing there as a third year student doing the math, literally on my phone, the notes app and the calculator app, but I'm doing the math. And at that point, we were getting like 30,000 downloads a month. And I'm like, these businesses, the Expo Hall is huge. It's an airplane hangar of stuff and people and courses and books and products, EMR organizations. 
they all paid tens upon tens of thousands of dollars to be here, to be in front of 19,000 people. And I'm sitting there going, I have a podcast at that point was getting 30,000 downloads a month. I'm like, I could expose you to 30, then 30,000. Now we get about 90 to 130,000 downloads a month. I'm like, I could expose these people to you all year. Not one shot. I could have your message in their ear every day that they're listening. And that's when you're, that's what it's, what I mentioned earlier. It's a very intimate relationship. It's a very intimate medium is because they're listening to a host or a guest talk about something. And if they're still listening, it means they're very interested. So you are niching down just because you're a physical therapist. That doesn't tell me enough about you. But if they're listening to a specific episode, now it gets interesting. Now a sponsor goes, oh, I want to be, I want to, I want to be exposed to that audience. That's, I need to talk to them. Oh, you need to talk to them because I spend tens of thousands of hours every year being exposed to that audience. So when you build a relationship with a sponsor, what they're looking for is exposure. They're looking for you to brand them to your audience. They want to be introduced to your audience, quite literally and figuratively. So how does it, how does it work? Is a brand, can a brand reach out to you? Yeah, if they're being proactive or you be proactive. Hey, listen, uh, I've, I've got this audience and they are super interested in this. You do this. What if we found a way to be mutually beneficial? So now, Mike, the next question people are asking, whether they're asking it or not, they are. How many downloads or how many listens do I need to be getting before I ask for a sponsorship? I'm sure this is something that's probably come up. You're thinking about it, right? You're not, yeah, you're nodding with me. It depends. Damn it. That phrase never goes away. It depends. So let me give you an example. I see there's, old people always hear that. You know. all the time. <laughs> there's there's 300,000 physical therapists in the United States. 300,000. And I mentioned a second ago, we get about 100. Last month, we got 130,000 downloads. We average between 90 and 130, 135. Let me, let me ask you this real quick. Yeah. I don't know where our download is. Where do I see that? Uh, that is where like a podcast host like Blueberry that I mentioned will oh. come into play. They will track the statistics for that. So they're kind of that intermediary. Every time Mike tries to download one of Jimmy's podcasts, he presses that button. It goes through Blueberry and they count it as, okay, there's one person that downloaded the file. Got it. That's a download. So that's where you can look. It's similar to views or plays on YouTube. Views on Facebook or, or views on uh, or plays on YouTube. Okay. So then the question is like, well, how many do I need, right? Like what's, what's the minimal viable product that you have to have to get a sponsor? And again... People hate it. They just want the answer. It depends. So 300,000 physical therapists in the United States, I get 100,000, 100,000, 130,000 downloads a month. Is that a lot? Okay, it's a pretty good proportion. So yeah, we're looking at a pretty good audience. So that is an opportunity for sponsors to go, okay, yeah, if I want to talk to that many physical therapists, Jimmy's show would be a pretty good spot. But Mike, but here comes the depends. Let's say... You are a neuroscientist. Mike does brain surgery. And he does this special type of brain surgery where there's only, I mean, it's so elite, man. There's only 10 brain surgeons on the planet that do this brain surgery. And Mike is like, I'm a brain surgeon. I'm super elite, but I want to network and talk. So I'm going to launch a podcast. And there's only 10 people in the world that do your surgery. And you average eight downloads an episode. Well, dude, eight is not a lot. But it is 80% of everybody who does this brain surgery in the world right now. Now, if you are a company in Sweden that manufactures the million-dollar machine that can make this brain surgery safer, better, faster, being in front of just eight people doesn't necessarily sound like it makes sense until you realize there are only 10 people in the world that can do it. And I talk to eight of them every single episode. So that's what I'm trying to show people. So could you get 50 downloads a month and get a sponsor? Sure. But it's got to make sense for both of you, right? You want to expose your audience because you're putting your name on that. You want to make sure that this product of a service is up to snuff because if they're not, people are going to associate you with less than, with less than, less than good. Um, conversely, like an organization is like, if I'm going to give you money or if I'm going to trade, it doesn't always have to be money, by the way. It could be trading services. If you wanted to trade services, could you do that? Yes. There's a barter, what they call a barter deal. They use that a lot in radio and television. Um, trading services for time. 
So it would have to be beneficial. And when it is, Mike, and when it is beneficial, both parties love it. We have had some sponsors on my show. I've been on the air for five years. We've had some people that just come on and they're like, yeah, just we're just going to keep sending you a sponsorship because when we when we show up on your show, your audience listens and then we see it. Like the Academy of Orthopedic Physical Therapy of the APTA, they're a sponsor of the show. They're like when we advertise on your show, we see a spike in membership. We see a spike in, um, they have independent study courses. And we see when we change what we talk about on your show, because they, they'll change the message every couple months, right? I won't just read the same thing every time because they have a lot of different things that they're into. So I'll change the message. Another beautiful thing about podcasting, very easy to change the message, just change some copy. And when you do that and they can see a result on the other side, they can completely linear, draw a linear line between what we did at the podcast and the output they saw on their website, their course, their membership, whatever it is, whatever is important for them. That's what needs to be focused on. So it depends. You know, so there's no minimum, you know, if you're looking for a sponsorship, I definitely wouldn't get into it for sponsorship. Cause again, what do we start with, Mike? Knowledge and passion. Knowledge. If you do that enough and you build an audience, then yeah, you can find a sponsor. Wow. So speaking of sponsors, uh, who do you reach out to with the the CEO, the oh, that's a good question. Or, or how does that work? It, it, every uh, gosh, here we go with it. It depends. Uh, I I look I look for what they're telling me. People will tell you how they want you to contact them based on their social media or their website. If they have a contact me page at their website, use that. You know, if you know someone, use that. And I keep all those introductory knock on the door sound effect, knock on the door messages, very brief. Hi, I'm Jimmy McKay. I'm a physical therapist. I have interacted with your product before. Um, love what I see. You know, hear some colleagues talk about it. I have an avenue that might help you be exposed to some more physical therapists. If that's interesting, you, do you have eight minutes for a phone call? If they don't respond, all right. They didn't respond. If they do, have a quick, I mean, this doesn't need to be a sales pitch. This is a conversation where you, you know, you're not looking to rush them into a deal. You're not trying to talk. You're not trying to baffle them with bullshit till they, till they sign them a dotted line. This really is the, be, it could be the beginning of a relationship where both parties benefit. And if that happens, if you benefit and the sponsor benefits, the audience benefits because those things are in line, right? There's something that they potentially should know more about. So when when uh, we we have it over here on the wall, right? Nobody wins unless everybody wins. That's the idea there. Nobody wins unless everybody wins. And when everybody wins with a sponsorship deal, man, it can go far. That's so true. That's so true. Again, thank you very much, Jimmy. Appreciate you. Uh, but before I uh, ask Jimmy the, the last question for the night, I know he's very busy, and then you know, uh, Jimmy. So part of what I do is actually I. Bring them also in the show and then interview them. And then in return, we get them for a sponsorship. I mean, that's what I've been doing too, Jimmy. I mean, what, is what that also mean? one way? Oh, you mean like interviewing somebody with an organization? And then, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, look, look at my history. Uh, so Owens Recovery Science, that's Johnny Owens. He does BFR, blood flow restriction training. Mm -hmm. I interviewed Johnny because I was just watching what he was doing. And, and, and then we sort of, I was like, Hey, after the, you know, when, when the mics are turned off and stuff, I was like, dude, that's really cool. Like I would love to, you know, find out more about this. It went a year later of me kind of following him on social media, us interacting at events until I was like, Hey, you have courses. Like, are you ever needing to fill seats? He's like, yes. And then it literally was a benefit. I got my, my third job, um, in PT working for Fox rehabilitation where right now I'm, I'm their director of communications. I interviewed Tim Fox in 2017, 2016. And, uh, I didn't do it because I wanted a job working with him. I did it because I was like, you have an innovative practice model. I'd love to learn more about that. We had a great hour long conversation. Fast forward a year. I was looking for a career change and I was like, Hey, who does it? Well, who does it right? And I was like, gosh, Fox, I love that interaction. They left me with a great feeling. And I literally wrote him an email. I was like, Hey, um, I would love to come work with you and do great things. And literally he just wrote back. Cool. So that I reached out to the CEO, but we'd already had an interaction. Mm. So, you know, any, which my first job in, in, in radio, 
man, you want to talk about getting a, a job in PT being hard. My first job in radio, you could knock on doors and send resumes all day. And this is back in like the uh, early 2000s. Um, I designed a fake magazine where I wrote the cover article about myself in the third person, designed all fake ads, turned all the fake magazine ads into fake radio commercials. I put that in a box. I wrapped the box like a present. And in the box, I put a burner phone. You know what a burner phone is? Like a temporary prepaid cell phone? Put that in the box, and I programmed one phone number on the, on the phone. My number. And I sent it to a program. I sent it to two program directors, two different radio station program directors, because I thought, what does a program director's desk look like? Bunch of CDs, bunch of stuff, bunch of paper. How do I cut through that? I wrapped it like a birthday present. You're telling me you get a box with pink wrapping paper and a bow, and you're not going to open that? Bull. And he opened that, and he was. I, I at least I knew I needed to give him eyeballs on it. If I got eyeballs, I had a chance. So I thought backwards. And the guy, one of, one of the two called me, so I batted 500. And he's like, I got your thing, the box with the phone. And that led to a in-person interview. That led to my radio career. Wow. Wow. That is innovative there. And thinking literally, not just inside the box, but outside the box. What's on the outside of the box, man? Jimmy McKay. There you go again. Thank you very much, Jimmy. Where can we reach you, sir? Where can we find you? Uh, on, uh, on, all like socials, on all the socials at PT Pinecast website, website at PT Pinecast. And yeah, if you want to, if you want to reach out, if you want to, Hey, listen, I heard you on there. Let's talk about maybe I should do a podcast or you want to be a guest on our podcast. We get that a lot too, which is people pitching themselves. And that's what we look for. We try to have really great, fun, smart physical therapy conversations on tap is what we like to say. So, uh, yeah, on the socials, we try to keep everything consistent at PT Pinecast. All right. Well, again, thank you very much, Mr. Jimmy, Dr. McKay. Thank you very much. Again, before I let you go, ladies and gentlemen, always remember the word fast, F-A-S-T, letter F. Find friends that will push you to your next level because you are the average of the five people you hang out with. Tonight, I hang out with uh, the awesome, the dashing, the debonair, (laughs) <laughs> Dr. Jimmy McKay. Guess what? I feel like I feel like I'm going to be a podcaster. You know, I feel like I want to be. I feel Mark. like I'm like him now. So find friends, ladies and gentlemen. Reach out to him, right? You know what's the next letter in the word fast? Letter A. Take action. All this stuff that we're doing, I mean, these are free videos, free, you know, whatever podcast or YouTube or, or Facebook. It's not going to do me good. It's not even going to do Jimmy good if you don't take action. Please take action, my friends. And that's the only way that you're going to move you to your next level. If you want to start your own podcast, take action. Reach out to Jimmy. Uh, uh, subscribe at PT Pinecast. You know what's the next letter? Letter S is shoot for the moon, wife, because you keep shooting, you're going to miss it. Well, guess what? What does that mean? You're going to fail. I'm going to tell you now. It's it, You're going to be rejected. You're going to be, you know, you're going to, people will say no to you when you reach out and ask someone to interview them. In your podcast, they will they will say, No, who are you? Why are you reaching out to me? But guess what? You just keep pushing, you just keep pushing. And the more you keep pushing, the more you fail, the closer you get to your successes, ladies and gentlemen. Just keep pushing, ladies and gentlemen. Same thing when you're applying for a job, you know, you're gonna you're gonna be rejected. But it doesn't matter how many times you failed or fallen or got sick, it's how many times you get up and do this all over again, my friends. You know what? Last letter on the word fast letter T is letter T is teach it. Why? Because when you hear it, you forget. When you see it, you remember. But when you're actually teaching it, you're actually understanding it more. Again, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much, uh, Dr. Jimmy McKay. Appreciate you. And again, we will have our show tomorrow, I think. Emma will take care of it. And then next week, we're going to have our uh, uh, same time, same channel. But I'll see you next week, ladies and gentlemen. HelloNote is a truly therapist-friendly practice management solution with integrated EMR that will enhance workflow, efficiency, and patient care. HelloNote reduces error and allows you to spend more time with your patients. It comes integrated with billing. Claims are generated once the note is completed. You can bill with one click and a patient portal, which streamlines the patient intake process. Beautifully engineered and cloud-based for easy accessibility, the software works on all platforms. You can access patient records from anywhere. We also offer 24-7 support. HelloNote is the practice management solution that you're looking for. 
I hope you enjoyed the show. Check out our website at drmikechua.com or alternativehealthcarecareers.com for more information. Again, ACG, be awesome, be great, be excellent. Thank you and hope to see you on our next episode. Goodbye.